good Thursday and welcome to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Glad to have you along here today. We'll bring you feature agricultural news reports along with a look at regional and national agricultural news. And we'll start with regional agricultural news headlines right after this. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bees' pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise. Be Hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero. Superior Bees, Superior Pollination. As part of California's nation-leading investment in farm-to-school programs, the California Department of Food and Agriculture Office of Farm-to-Fork is excited to announce $25.5 million in funding for 120 farm-to-school projects across the state. In total, these projects represent 1,489,364 students at 163 school districts and educational entities with over 50 farms, four hubs, and enormous support from California's urban, rural, and suburban communities. The 2022 California Farm to School Incubator Grant Program offered four funding tracks with opportunities for K-12 school districts, early care and education centers, agricultural producers, and farm to school partnerships to receive funding. The 2022 grant cycle received over $58 million in application requests and tripled the number of project proposals from the previous year, highlighting the growth of farm to school across the state. Visit the California Farm to School Incubator Grant Program website to view the full list of 2022 grantees. To learn more about CDFA's Farm to Schools program, visit the CDFA Farm to School program webpage. Highway Hall, a next-generation digital freight platform that connects fresh produce shippers with reliable truckers to eliminate intermediary friction and deliver sustainable, reduced waste and business class shipping experience, has announced a closure of a $10 million funding round, bringing their total funding to $20.6 million. The round was led by Elysis Capital and included investments from True Blue Partners, Blue Point Ventures, and FDC Partners. Many shipping organizations are reliant on outdated, inefficient methods to navigate the complex supply chain. This challenge is amplified when considering the importance of low-cost reliability, visibility, and communications for shippers transporting perishable food items and consumers alike. The recent pandemic exasperated these difficulties, prompting the shipping sector to turn to digitalization to better manage complex and interconnected supply chains. Highway Hall reimagines the future of logistics with an advanced platform for shippers and carriers, making on-demand shipping more attainable reliable, and accessible than ever before by leveraging automation processes to simplify internal operations and keep costs low. The platform is built ground up using sophisticated optimization algorithms, artificial intelligence, and machine learning, according to the company. The key priority of this funding round will be to establish direct partnerships with enterprise accounts. This will include some of the largest food and produce shippers, growers, distributors, wholesalers, and retailers in North America. 
Pacific Trellis Fruit, one of the nation's top year-round growers, shippers, and marketers of premium fresh fruit, is partnering with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for a special veterans promotion. The company debuted eye-catching co-branded packaging for grapes and mandarins with a percentage of every bag sold being donated to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on Veterans Day. The co-branded packaging creates a stopping point for consumers enticing them to purchase with the added element of the contribution to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, according to Howard Neger, Director of Marketing and Business Development for Pacific Trellis Fruit. Additionally, he says they are supporting a campaign with point-of-sale materials and promotional advertisements to create value points within a store. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes by providing mortgage-free homes to Gold Star and fallen first responder families. Additionally, they build custom-designed smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. For more information, log on to pacifictrellisfruit.com. Two families migrated to the Salinas Valley chasing a California dream and shook hands and established a company that would impact the fresh produce and agriculture industry forever. Built upon a long-standing partnership of trust, perseverance, and decades of industry knowledge, Tanamira and Antley have announced the celebration of reaching their 40th company anniversary milestone as the industry's leading vertically integrated grower-shipper of premium fresh produce. According to a press release, when founding Tanamira and Antley in 1982, the company set out on a mission to be the industry leader in quality, service, and innovation and earn the reputation of consistently having the best quality premium fresh produce, building a loyal following of customers and consumer fans across the United States, Canada, and beyond. Over the last 40 years, the company has consistently and relentlessly pursued sustainable innovations to address growing industry issues, ensuring their ability to build their legacy for years to come. From early innovations on a farm such as drip tape, GPS machinery, and custom harvest machines to early innovations in product development with salad kits packaging being first on the market on new seed varieties and building a state-of-the-art hydroponics facility, Tanamira and Antley have never been afraid to invest in the future of fresh produce. Today, they continue their legacy in fresh produce and agriculture innovation as an employee and family-owned company. As the cost of farming inputs continue to rise, skilled labor becomes increasingly difficult to find, and sustainability continues to be a key industry focus. The company has invested in a number of agricultural innovations to address the growing industry issues. Tanamira and Antley became the only grower shippers to invest in their own seed supply in the early 2000s when they acquired a local seed company, giving them direct line of sight to seed development and upcoming new products. In response to the industry's critical need for reliable automated farm machinery, the company became an investor in Stout Industrial Technology in 2019 and now utilizes a Stout Smart Cultivator, an automated AI-powered weeder throughout their farms, further decreasing their reliance on scarce skilled labor. And more recently, in 2021, the company acquired Green City Growers, an urban farming company based in Boston, Massachusetts, that provides communities, organizations, and individuals with hands-on experiences and education on where their food comes from through local gardens and operations.
California has passed a law banning plastic pre-checkout bags, including plastic produce bags. The legislation is the first of its kind in the nation and will go into effect on January 1st of 2025. Any pre-checkout bag that is not compostable or made from recycled paper is banned under this law. In the bill, a pre-checkout bag is defined as a bag provided to a customer before the customer reaches a point of sale that is designed to protect a purchased item from damaging or contaminating other purchased items in a checkout bag or to contain an unwrapped food item such as but not limited to loose produce, meat or fish, nuts, grains, candy and bakery goods. Pre-checkout bag does not include the bag that is used to pre-package items prior to their arrival in a store. The average grocery store gives away over 2.2 million plastic produce bags per year at a cost of almost $16,000 annually. According to Farzan Dimalbed, co-founder and CEO of Lotus Sustainables, a reusable grocery bag company based in Carlsbad, the waste and costs are enormous for a retailer like Albertsons with over 2,000 stores nationwide. That's almost 5 billion plastic bags at a cost of $35 million per year. The new law follows on the heels of California's 2016 legislation legislation banning single-use plastic carryout bags. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission, supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. Sarah Zukoff, a research entomologist at the Cal Poly Strawberry Center, has been working with ultraviolet C radiation, or UVC light, to eliminate strawberry pests in the field. The light is applied to fields by using autonomous equipment, which roams the fields at night. So the UVC work that we're doing is all uh, primarily on entomology, so all the insect and mite pests in strawberries. Uh, my colleague works on pathology and some of the other um pests related to disease and stuff, um, but we are focusing just on the insects and mites. And so the idea is that growers are already getting interested in this technology. There's already automated machines um, that are potentially, you know, being bought by or actually being bought by some of these growers to go on their farm. And so we're curious how well they're working, um, if they can be improved at all, and um, just a little bit more about them. And so we've partnered with some of them to test uh, the efficacy of of the machines um, in growers' fields, in, in the real fields they're running in. Zukov's research with UVC light will be conducted through the summer of 2023. She tells us more about what impacts on pests they've seen so far. So in our research, um, we've found that the two-spotted spider mite and white flies seem to be um, affected by them the most. The uh, spotted wing Drosophila and the Ligus uh, bugs were really not seeing much efficacy on, but we kind of expected that. Um, we, I'm not really sure why. Um, it's just dependent on the insects' repair mechanisms that they have in their bodies. We run this machine at night, um, and so the insects don't have a chance to repair their um, their their damage that occurs from this this UVC that happens to them during the day. If we were to run the machine, um, they would just be able to um, repair themselves and kind of go about their um, their business. And so during the night, they can't. And so for whatever reason, uh, we haven't really looked into it. Other labs, I'm sure, have uh, looked into it a little bit deeper than we have. 
but the UVC just doesn't seem to damage them. Um, Ligus bug and spotted wing drosophila, um, but they do two spotted spider mite and white flies. If all continues to go well with the use of UVC light, Zukov said this could be a great addition to growers' integrated pest management systems. So we're hoping that um, if if we continue to look at this and, and it does look like it's going to do good in strawberry fields, um, we're only looking at it in strawberries, um, that it could be potentially um, one of the tools that growers use for uh, integrated pest management for strawberry pests. Um, a lot of strawberry growers have to use insecticides um, weekly uh, to maintain that perfect berry. And uh, and so we're hoping that maybe this could be one of the tools that they incorporate with it and have to um, use less pesticides if it uh, helps bring down populations of spider mites and white flies. So they have to spray less. So we we don't have um, 100 uh, percent data yet that shows it's going to work 100 percent of the time. But the data is very promising that it does bring down the population uh, below threshold um, in certain instances, I would say, at this point. Uh, we've only been able to test it in central California strawberry fields, um, but it's it, it looks pretty good uh, from what we've been able to see. One of the interesting um, things that I came across with, with some folks um, when they think about UVC, they expected... Um, almost like a, a, a smoking insect or a smoking mite left on the leaf after the UVC goes over it. But um, it, it's kind of a different reaction. And so if the growers and PCAs kind of understand, it's like a, a sunburn that the insects get over and over again that eventually weakens them and kills them, um, you know, that helps them understand how it's working a little bit better. Um, it's not like a laser. It's not directed at the, <laughs> um, but it's, it's more of a, over time, it, it weakens them. It, they produce less eggs. They're not living as long. Um, and so it, it just weakens them over time. And so it's, it's kind of a slow process, but in, as a, as a IPM tool over time, it should, it should integrate well with what we have in strawberries. And of course, um, the technology is changing and evolving. And as the um, the robotics companies um, kind of learn more and adapt their machines to better suit the strawberry environment, perhaps it could work even better. Um, and so that's one of the nice things about them working with our center. Um, they're also partnering with our automation team here at the Strawberry Center to help uh, get their machines um, to work in the strawberry fields a little better. Working in strawberries can be a little bit difficult. There's uh, deep furrows and pipes and all kinds of things that the um, automated machines have to navigate. This is Kylie Harlan reporting for My Ag Life. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. 
President Joe Biden has recently signed a national security memorandum instructing federal agencies to identify threats to food security and agriculture and coordinate efforts to strengthen the security and resilience in the sector. National Security Memorandum 16 supersedes the 2004 Homeland Security Directive and provides presidential guidance to identify and assess the threats or greatest consequence, strengthen partnerships to enhance the resilience of the workforce and coordinate the government to act more efficiently and effectively and to enhance preparedness and response. On a call to reporters, a senior administration official said the new memorandum would cover threats such as climate change as well as new threats that did not exist in 2004, especially cybersecurity, avian influenza, and the impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says we need more collaboration and partnerships in climate-smart agriculture, and he has just announced a new tool to help. It's great to see more focus on the importance of food and agriculture at COP27. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told one event at the UN's climate meetings in Egypt Friday that helping farmers cope with the current effects of climate change and meet emission reduction goals will take a lot of cooperation, partnerships, innovations, and to help that along, Vilsack announced creation of the Aim for Climate Innovation Hub, which Vilsack says is a new virtual platform that will connect partners and the public allowing them to centralize around common ideas and identify investment gaps, create opportunities and accept challenges in climate-smart agriculture, and provide cross-collaboration and information exchange. In other words, Vilsack says the hub will encourage and speed up the process of sharing knowledge, information, and ideas. And bringing in more private investment in climate-smart agriculture. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Combine harvester sales showed double-digit gains during October in North America. The Association of Equipment Manufacturers says all tractor sales fell in the U.S. and Canada. The latest AEM report says total U.S. ag equipment unit sales stayed above the five-year average for the third time since April. Total farm tractor sales fell 11% in October when compared to last year. The biggest drop took place in the sub 40 horsepower category, which fell almost 24%. Self-propelled combine sales grew 77% to over 1,600 units sold. All ag tractor segments above 40 horsepower grew as well, led by a 25% rise in the 100 plus HP units. Total farm tractor sales are down 14% year to date, a slight improvement over the prior month. U.S. combine sales are up 16% year to date. The only segments in Canada that showed growth were four-wheel drive tractors up 19% and combine harvesters up 33%. Interest rates on farm loans increased sharply in the third quarter, and the acceleration in farm real estate values continued to ease. The Kansas City Fed says farm income and credit conditions remain solid, but the pace of improvement softened. The financial impact of the drought has also intensified, particularly in the southern and western portions of the district. Despite the recent headwinds, farm finances remain strong and continue to support agricultural loan performance. The outlook for the agricultural economy generally remains positive, despite a recent pullback in prices for some key farm commodities. Crop market volatility, higher expenses, and drought could hinder income opportunities for some producers, but prices for key crops and livestock remain at multi-year highs, and profit opportunities remain favorable across the farm sector. The recent substantial improvement in farm finances and a surge in agricultural real estate values have also bolstered farmer balance sheets. 
A Republican senator from Nebraska plans to submit legislation to expand national sales of E15 with the support of a major oil industry trade group. Successful Farming says Deb Fisher believes there's a way to move ahead with the around E15 sales that have previously been opposed by some oil and environmental groups. The American Petroleum Institute, one of the oil industry's top trade groups, began discussions earlier this year with the Renewable Fuels Association on a nationwide expansion of E15. The API began cooperating with biofuel trade groups after governors from major corn-producing states requested the Environmental Protection Agency lift restrictions on E15 sales in their states. The governor's proposal raised oil industry concerns about fuel supplies. A state-by-state approach would create a boutique fuel market in the Midwest and may negatively impact the reliability of gasoline supply to the region. That according to Will Hutman, API Vice President of Downstream Policy. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit phycoterra.com learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with Phycoterra. Come celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Almond Conference. This year's agenda will be packed with content focused on helping growers improve ROI, including but not limited to water supply, pollination, irrigation, fertigation, rootstocks, and pest management. Make plans now to join your fellow Almond industry members at the Almond Conference on December 6th through the 8th at the Safe Credit Union Convention Center in downtown Sacramento. Register now at almonds.com conference. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcast, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. (laughs) 